and welcome back to Director's Dilemma. Hmm. I think it's time for a rant. Hmm. So, Damien and I were having a conversation. And he's supposed to be doing a podcast. But just in case he doesn't do the podcast, I'm going to do my version. So, we're going to cover a few things. Let me check the time. Right, we're going to cover a few things. And I'm only talking from black British film perspective as opposed to what we we socially look at is American. I don't really look at American, but I more look at I love I like more Asian films like Eastern Asia, Japanese films. But anyway, doesn't matter. See, at present, there's this culture. A culture of, let's say, violence. Gang violence. You know, machoism, street politics, however you want to fucking call it. Everything is socialised around gang activity. Like it's a normal everyday thing. Where for some people it might be. But for majority, it's not. I would say yes, for some, it might be a way of life. That's all they know. They don't have, they're not educated or whatever. Or they just know that it's an easy way to make money quickly. Dangerous, but easy. Um, But I think it's all a farce. It's all bullshit. And my example is this. You hear about rappers and trappers, which I call drug dealers, talking about, you know, this is my, um, the society I was brought up in and this is all I know. And I'm going to call bullshit. I'll call bullshit on the fact that when you was a child, that's not all you knew. That's all, not all you saw. Maybe 0.1% of the real gangsters lived in that kind of environment but even so in Britain I'm calling bullshit because I know when you was 8 years old I'm talking about my generation now when you're 8 years old or 5 years old even if you was poor because the government here actually do give unemployed people money um, and housing and TVs and food. I'm not saying it's not hard, but it's given. Let's get back to the story. So you're eight, you're you're five years old, eight years old. You go downstairs to have your your breakfast before you get ready to, for school. You put on the TV, and there's Transformers, or there's Thundercats, or He-Man, or Scooby Fucking Do. And you're having a good time. You love cartoons. You love TV. You go outside. You play with your friends. You know, childhood could be bad, but majority of the time, 
it's usually good. You know, you've got at least one friend you're playing or you've got a bike and you can ride a bike around town. You, you know, you're not exactly going out eight years old, hanging in a subway, slanging rocks. You know, childhood or you've got family, family, friends, there's comedy around you all the time. You always, everybody's got that uncle or auntie who's mad, who's got a big mouth, who's funny, who's braggadocious, who's always slipping up. You know, there's always some family politics. There's always family jokes. So basically what I'm trying to say is there's a lot in people's lives that if you gather that, those experiences, you could have a well-crafted script, screenplay, sitcom. I mean, back in the 80s, 90s, there used to be a lot of black sitcoms from Desmond's to No Problem. Oh, God, those were my two favourites. But uh, uh, The Real McCoy, what was it there? Yeah, The Lenny Henry Show. So there was lots of influential things. There was lots. And yeah, Lenny Henry said you cover a lot, like different characters in his family that he used to portray. And there, there was a lot. So what I'm saying is this. Out of a whole life experience from from 10, from the, 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 the point where you can remember a dream to your, your breathing, living life now, you have a world of experience, a lifetime of experience, a lifetime of material from other people, a lifetime of material that you've witnessed personally for, firsthand. And you're telling me the best fucking thing you can write is about gang violence, stabbings, shootings. I just find it fucking unbelievable. Now, you might be saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, Top Boy, blah, blah, blah. Fuck Top Boy. I don't give a fuck about Top Boy. I don't like Top Boy. I watched Top Boy and I don't like Top Boy. I'm not impressed with Top Boy. It's, it's, I, I don't, I'm not impressed with it. Of all the black British actors that we have, the most successful ones have gone to America. The ones here, we're doing, we're doing this. And we're so much better. So much better. Now, I'm not saying Top Boy hasn't opened doors and provided jobs. Me personally, I don't like it. I don't feel for it. I just think that me personally, there's a lot more we can do. A lot more better things we can do. A lot, I mean, there's this culture here that everything has to be, you know, if it's not BBC, you know, it's not going to work. And I always said, that's bullshit. You can go back and check my other podcast. Fuck the BBC too. Fuck them. We can do things better. We have this this thing where we like to duplicate American. Not saying that we're copycat, but we're, we're inspired by Americans. Whether it's to do with music, filming, whatever, videos, etc. Uh, yes, we have our own thing, but 
we are heavily influenced by Americans. So why are we not looking at the ones that are actually doing big things? Tyler Perry, Eddie Murphy, Kevin Hart, production houses, production homes, studios. Why are we not building in that direction? And it annoys me. I was on Right Move the other day. I found this warehouse. It's in. It was in northwest, north. I think northeast. I can't remember. Northeast or northwest. I think it was northeast. Anyway, deposit twenty grand. Yearly rent nineteen thousand. Obviously, legal fees, etc. The warehouse was quite big. Surprisingly. And I was thinking, what would I use that for? And you could, I mean, there's so many different things. You could rent it out as a gallery. You can use, you can divide it into different um, sets, have different things already pre-built, like a hospital room or a bedroom or or a lounge or, you know, different sets that you can actually go in and film something or hire it out as a studio. It was nice. So, you got to think, I don't understand why we're not thinking broader. Why are we not collectively joining forces, putting money together to make something, make a fucking legacy? It's like the only time we want to do things is when a disaster happens and we want to make a point and say, oh, we should do our own thing. For example... I don't know if you've seen this on your news in the UK, but in in Peckham, a black woman got uh, choked out by a shop owner. It's a black hair. It's a it's a hair shop owned by obviously Indians, um, and and now it's like, oh, we need to have our own shops. We can't be disrespected like this. Blah blah blah. We should have our own shit. When we try and do our own shit, because I, I know people who have their own shops. I've seen um, uh, black women with their own shops. And the price has to be set. But there's always this uh, confrontation about, oh, you're too expensive. I'm going to go to the next person and give them, them, give them your money. So where's the support? Where's the collaboration? Nowhere. Too quick to complain until it affects you. And this is the problem. This is a problem that needs to be fixed. There's too much of this shit going on. And then you've got too much fucking begging going on. You've got people on social media. I'm not saying names. I'm not going to out people. But people on social media begging others to pay for their, their schooling. For film schooling. Yet, if you look at their past history... Or photos, their lifestyle. They're in LA. They're in this. They got meetings doing this. They're filming this. They're doing that. But we must pay for film school. And then you want to do a a GoFundMe for something that happened in your family. All the time begging. People begging. I never once begged. No. Actually, you know what I beg for? I beg for loyalty and commitment. So if you're going to say you're coming to the shoot, you come to the shoot. 
If you say you read the script, you say you read the script, you read the script, and you've done it. I want that. Loyalty, commitment. Shit, I'll even let you improvise and add whatever you can to the fucking script to make it a better film that you're going to be in, that you're going to be a part of. Shit, I'm even paying for you. Does anybody feel my pain? Because I'm feeling my fucking pain. I'm feeling it because right now, I'm in the process of upgrading my kit. To better myself. To put out better content. So that I can get better people to, to, to help me film what needs to be filmed. And it's like, for fuck's sake, there's too many excuses. Too many excuses. I'm looking at I'm looking I'm looking at a cinema camera. It's an old camera, it's about five, actually probably eight years old. It's a Canon C one hundred Mark II. There's a Canon C three hundred as well I'm looking at. So I've got a price um I've got a price of between eight hundred and one thousand pounds to play with for a piece of equipment I'm paying for to make you look better or to make actors look better for my film obviously but you see my point now there's people out there that just love to complain love to talk shit about they need this they need that they can't get this the kind of that has to be 4k has to be 8k oh no no it has to be 16k has to have this it has to have that a bollocks i'm sick and tired of the bollocks and I'm sure you are sick and tired of the bollocks. What's the first thing they tell you? When you're making a film or when, when you're filming, what's the first thing you are told? Let me remind you. Use what you fucking got. And just do it. Just do it. Use what you have. The first film I made... Was with an eye flip. I don't even, I don't even know what. If you don't know what eye flip is, Google that shit. It's a small device with a, a built-in USB, so you get to film. I think you get two gig memory. You film it on it, and then you plug it in your computer. It transfers. You open up uh, Windows. Fucking what was it, what was we using back in the days? Was it Media Player or something? I can't remember what it was. It wasn't Sony Vegas. Before Sony Vegas was a really basic platform that you used to get with Windows. Movie Maker. I think it's Movie Maker. Some shit like that. Put it in there. Chop it up. Sound was the sound. Action was the action. Colour was the colour. You twisted and turned everything that you could to make it as best as you can. And then you put it out there. You get a feel. You get a vibe. And guess what? It's usually shit compared to what is now, but at least you started. You started and then you grow. You move on. You get a better camera. You learn how to do audio. You get a better software. 
you grow, you make another thing, you show your friends, you get your feedback, you put it out there, you get cussed, you take in the criticism, you learn how to write a script, you fucking write it in, on pa pieces of paper first, then you write in Word, and then you realise, oh shit, I need a fucking script software. Then you go get one, and then you use it, and then you grow. you got to start somewhere. Everyone wants to start at the fucking finish line. Everyone wants a fucking red epic and fucking anamorphic lens. Yet you don't know where the fucking record button is. You don't know how to direct. You don't know how to talk to people. You don't have to. You don't even know how to paint a picture on paper. Yet you want to be a film fucking maker. Bullshit. Absolute fucking bullshit. The mentality of these people now are like fucking microwaves. Quick, 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 quick. And when you go to eat that, it's shit. Lukewarm shit. You need to start from the ground up. Me, personally, I started from the ground up. You got to start somewhere. Just think, with a thousand pounds, you can pick up a decent camera with a decent lens. If you fucking look hard enough, most of the cameras that I saw a C100 Mark II with lens, £800. Battery, lens, fucking microphone, everything. Imagine you had that, £800. Pay two actors, £150 each. Boom. I know that adds up to 1100 by the way. So don't try and be fucking smart with me. But boom. You got a nice script. Got two actors, some dialogue. Start filming. Short film. Bang, knock it out of the park. At least you got something. At least you can say to someone, uh, when they say, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a filmmaker. Oh, have you got anything I can I, I can see? What are you going to say? Oh, no, no, no. Don't be silly. I've got a red epic, though. You fucking clowns. Clown mentality. Isn't it better to have something that you say, well, you know what? This is my first film. This is how I started off. And this is my last film. My latest film. So I watched the first one. You know, it's, it's old. This is my very first one. So take that into account. But when you see my sec my, my latest film, you know, we'll, you'll, you'll, you'll see the difference. And tell me what you think. Because obviously you're going to have growth. And you're showing your growth. I'm never ashamed of the films that I've done before. I don't put them up anymore because the way that I'm trying to create my my brand, I just want to have certain things on there and it's taken me a long time, a long time to put to put these up. But yes, I have my very first I still got the original films that I've done. And it's funny, the first film that I did I actually put it in a, in a in a festival, and I think it came tenth, and it was like it it was a film festival, very amateur, indie, raw. It was, and I was like, I don't know why I did it, but I did it, and I've done some fucked up films, some films that if I, when I watch them, I'm like, okay, that was terrible, that don't make sense. The, my, the way that it was in my head to the way that it was when I made it, it didn't match. <laughs> it was completely wrong. But you know what? I still did it. It's, I still filmed it. 
And you know what? Everything is an experience. And you can't buy experience. You have to live it. You have to do it. You have to knock it out of the fucking park. You got to take the fucking punches to the gut that make you drop to your knees. And then you got to get back up and you got to say, you know what? I need to work on my core. Because when I get punched again, it's going to be nothing. Because I look dead in their fucking eyes. And they better run because I'm coming. You got to have that mentality. You have to have that, that patience. Because putting a film together is probably the hardest thing I've done. You have to have all the pieces at the right time, in the right location. And they all have to fit. Don't get me wrong. When you're filming, you improvise when things go wrong. But the main pieces, the actors, the, the crew, the sound, the lighting, the location, the camera, the fucking memory card, the batteries. You got to have all the elements. Because if you don't have the elements, then when it when it's time to shoot, when it's time to say action... It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I used to do music. Back in the days when you used to go to the studio, you used to sit there, you had an engineer, you had everything, you had, you know, masters, tape, reel to reel, DAP machines. And everything, you know, had to work. But, you know, you didn't, it wasn't as difficult to put the pieces together. And it's even easier now with all the software and plugins. I mean, you can you can practically be the engineer and the MC yourself. You can set it all up, press a button, walk into a booth, lay your vocals, walk back out, press another button, chop it all up, add your fucking synthesizers or whatever, and, and mix it down, master it, and put it on fucking iTunes by the end of the day. It's not... It's not as hard it's a different skill making a film and it is hard you've got to be patient Pe not being patient and being lazy and waiting is two different things when you're not filming you better be fucking writing and vice versa if you're not writing you better be filming whether it's taking your camera out go and get some stock footage or just or filming things to to create a storyboard. But overall, I, you know, I, I I think I'd be a troublemaker. Actually, I know I'd be a troublemaker because I know my worth. I won't bow down to any money to compromise what I want. I wouldn't, trust me. If you know me, I wouldn't. I tell them to go fuck themselves. I'd rather do it myself or not do it at all. Don't need to fucking bow down to nobody. We need to be in that point and we need to be in that point of our life 
where we're at a position where we can where we can say no. I'm not doing that because it's crap. It's wrong. It's bullshit. I'm not saying uh, suffer be, and not eat. Obviously, you need to do, you need to eat, pay your bills, blah blah blah. But if you're in a position where you're okay to pay your bills, have food in your stomach, and a roof over your head, and you put a little bit aside for your filming, just keep going. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't fucking compromise yourself. Because once you start compromising yourself, you're giving them the power. You're giving them the control. Then once they have that control, there is no more creativity. You do as I say. Monkey see, monkey do. I'm not going down that road. And it's funny, although I had this conversation today, earlier today, roughly about... Oh, what's time now? Yeah, rough, roughly about 11 o'clock, I was, I was um, adding to my script. And there's a scene where the character has done an exhibition by themselves. They put the money up themselves. They funded it themselves. You know, they walked away from everybody, people who was putting them down, you know, people who didn't want to hire them anymore because they had their own point of view. So they said, fuck it, I'm going to do this my way. And they did it. And it was a success. They believed in themselves. They spent their own money. They had a vision and they executed that vision. And then when he goes back to his manager now, they said, oh, the exhibition was the best. They're, the people are flooding in. Everybody wants you. Even the people that turned you down or let you go earlier in your career and they, they're talking shit about you. They want you. They're going to pay you double. My character said, fuck them. I don't need them. They can fuck off. Oh, what about this magazine? He had a, he had an interview with a, a magazine and the magazine uh, journalist was being out of line, out of pocket on certain things and he was keeping his cool. So he said, no, fuck them. Fuck them too. And then he said, no, actually, tell them I'll do it if they get rid of that person who, who fucked me off. That's the only way I'll do it. He knows his worth. And it, the manager was trying to convince him. I'm going to write down the number. This is how much money they're going to give us. They're going to give us, give you this. They're going to give you that. And he's like, why the fuck do I need them? I put this fucking thing together. I made it happen. Now they want to jump on the bandwagon. Now they want to fucking reap the rewards that I put the effort in. They didn't care about your fucking vision before. They don't, they don't want to do the hard work with you. They just want to see you do the hard work and say, you know what? We'll get that person. He, he, he's, he's good. Look, he's proven it. Let's get him. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. You got to know your worth. You got to be able to write your own ticket, your own path, your own check.
to put yourself on the map. And for all those who fucking doubted you, didn't believe in you, who, who laughed at you, who never supported you, even the motherfuckers that follow you on social media and like all the bullshit that you do, but when you ask them to like the things that you actually are passionate about, like filmmaking or music, you don't get no fucking likes, you don't get no retweets, you don't get no, you know, well done or any nobody, no, none of them download your shit, none of them watch your shit. When you post something with a fucking bunny rabbit with a dildo up his ass, everyone's going to like it, aren't they? They like the stupidity. Never there to help promote you. Always there to just smile with you when necessary. So that's why I don't really take social media um, too serious, to be honest. I've got my IG account. I've got my Twitter account. And yeah, I put things up now and then about what I'm doing work-wise, filmmaking-wise. But ultimately, I just use it to have a laugh. I use it to... Um, What's the word? No, I can't mean the fucking word. Just relax, have a laugh, express myself. Sometimes I find some good little uh, films and some good music and then I'll buy it. I mean, there's a few people I follow and I and if they're doing something, I give them a thumbs up. I've even bought their albums. I bought their singles. I've watched their movies. There's lots of interesting people out there. But you and I'm gen and I genuinely support them, whether it's just through likes or viewing or leaving a comment or a review or just a thumbs up, it's there. Because I know how important that is, and I know what it takes to to make these things happen. And it's not easy, and I have this genuine feeling that the people that really don't support you, who follow you, and just support the bullshit. And not the shit that you are into. That are like you're trying to further your career. I, I firmly fucking believe. That it's just fueled by either hate. Jealousy. Or they're just cunts. And when I say cunts. I just mean in the sense of. They have no fucking clue or ambition in their life. So why should they support you if they got nothing? That's a cunt to me. <sighs> and you're going to get them, but you got to know who you are. You have to know who you are. And the same advice I say, or the same thing I say to myself, because I say this to myself all the fucking time. I have a plan in my head. I have a direct plan. And I don't compromise my fucking plan for nobody. I don't move left or right for nobody. No matter how fucking simple it is. Here's an example. I need to buy an adapter. And a UV uh, filter. Now these two things probably going to cost me about £20. And that's fuck all. I can buy that now. But I ain't going to buy that until I say I'm going to buy it. And I say I'm going to buy it on the 27th. Why? It's when I get paid. Even though I can afford it now, it doesn't matter. 
I stick to my fucking plan. I stick to my rules because I know what I'm doing. Nobody knows what I'm doing except for me. I don't have to explain myself to anybody. I don't have to justify anything to anybody. I know my plan. I know my rules. I know my goals. And I'll take them step by step by step. If I say I'm getting my camera in November, it's November. I don't care if I've got the money right now. I say it's November for a reason. Everything has to go in sequences. Every piece of the puzzle has to go in at a certain time or else nobody's going to see the fucking picture. And that's me. And you have to do that for yourself. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. You just got to know what the fuck you're doing. And you know, you just got to get it done. That's my time, people. I got to bounce. I got five minutes. Shit. Right. As always, I hope you enjoy the podcast. And, um, yeah. You know what? I wasn't going to put this out. I was going to wait. But I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put it out. You be easy now. Peace.